We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date. Detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. Bernstein and Holmes. Middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. I'm excited about our team going forward, so um, I don't wish him luck because he's with the Cardinals, but I certainly, um, I certainly wish him well as a person, and you know, the Cubs are, you know, we're going to move forward, and um, I'm excited about our team in, in 2023 and beyond. Jed Hoyer throwing a little shade at Wilson Contreras. A little. <laughs> but as you pointed out, it's not like he offered him a contract to come over here. Makes sense. Um, real quick, I just want to address him. Somebody texted in and said, hey, sorry to ask, but what time is the press conference? to introduce Kevin Warren tomorrow. It'll be at 12 o'clock, and we'll be carrying it right here on 670 The Score. So make sure you guys are listening up for that. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez, Marshall Harris from CBS2, filling in for Bernstein and Holmes right here on 670 The Score. And we get to continue our Cubs conversation right now. Joining us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, uh, covering the Cubs for the Chicago Tribune. Uh, we are blessed uh, to have the presence of Megan Montemurro hanging out with us right now. Megan, what's up? Not too much. Kind of, kind of trying to get over the uh, the Cubs con hangover with uh, <laughs> how, how crazy, especially that Saturday, that <laughs> can get. It looked like I mean, just you figure like uh, uh, Marquee Sports did a great job of putting everything together. I mean, you see, I've been to a lot of these conventions, but this one, this one looked over the top to me. What, what did, what were your takeaways? Uh, from the Cub convention. Yeah, I mean, that is one of the perks, you know, for the Cubs and having their own TV network. You know, you can put this kind of event out to fans who aren't able to come to um, a big event like this. And, you know, just talking to people, um, you know, within the organization, I think everybody was just happy to get to be in this environment again after not having the Cubs convention the last few years. Um, and so I think, you know, it was cool also, also getting to see, um, players who had never experienced it before and hearing them discuss what it was like having that kind of fan reaction and interaction. Um, and so, yeah, overall, it seems like everyone had a good weekend. Well, the Cubs had a, a better than good weekend. I mean, we, we had a lot of news that happened, you know, Ryan Sandberg's getting a statue, you know, uh, Sean Dunstan, Mark Grace getting into the Cubs Hall of Fame, uh, the newest inductees this uh, season. And then Trey Mancini, now a Chicago Cub. I, all of a sudden, they're stockpiling bats. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, I think clearly they've identified that, you know, they need a little more oomph in that lineup. And Trey Mancini brings that. Um, you know, he's 
had an OPS plus over 100 for basically his entire career. He struggled a little bit after being traded from Baltimore to Houston last year. Um, but this is a guy that can hit for doubles. He's shown he can hit uh, home runs, and th- this is a lineup that really needs that. Um, and so when you see, you know, bringing in Eric Hosmer and now with um, Mancini in the fold, I mean, you have some options there between first base, DH, um, and, you know, David Ross and his staff can really mix and match of how they want to use these guys best. Especially on the corners in the outfield. I mean, but that's what David Ross does. He moves guys around. He, you know, he wants people to feel comfortable in different positions. So I'm sure we're going to see a ton of that. Uh, we're talking to Megan Montemoro right here on 670 to score. Now, you know, Megan, you are a Chicago native. I know, I know that, you know, you've seen so many different iterations of the Chicago Cubs team and, and they've added so many pieces like Marshall just mentioned. What what team are we going to see? Like, if you can liken them to another year, not necessarily the style of play, but I'm more so looking at the success of the team. Like, where do you think they're gonna? Where, where do you think they're gonna end up? Or or what what year can you compare this Cubs team to? I mean, I would compare it to 2015, but not in the sense of like expect that kind of postseason run. But I think more in the you know they're gearing up to be in there winning phase you know they're expecting to be competitive it's still going to be a a challenging path to beat the cardinals you know brewers have done well in the division the last few years like you have to take down those teams and i think they've made a lot of progress in just uh, acquiring more talented players and good players on this roster which they were lacking um the last year or two and so it's going to be interesting to see, like, how do they learn to win this year? Because most of these guys um, are either getting playing time, ample playing time for the first real time in, in their career the last year or two, or, you know, they've only been here in Chicago a season or two. Um, you don't really have many staples connected to that previous era of Cubs baseball. So, can this team come together and learn to win together? And, and I think that's going to be interesting and really important for then, you know, what happens next off season, how they then, you know, find maybe more superstar type talent to really kind of take that roster to the next level. Megan, just looking at what they've done, obviously they are making improvements, which is not necessarily the same thing you could have said a year ago in terms of the number of improvements and how they're getting better, even around the margins. I, I'm just curious do you feel like they've heard the outcry from the fans? Like you need to spend some money and make this team actually competitive. And they, they did look much better in the second half than the first half, but does it look, does this look like a competitive team uh, in a basic sense compared to maybe what they had stated they were going to do with a rebuild? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's a much more competitive looking team than it did in like, you know, late November. Um, and, I think one way they can sell kind of that vision to Cubs fans is they clearly took a very pointed approach in how they built the roster in the offseason where they emphasize run prevention, defense. I mean, you add Cody Bellinger um, in center field. You bring in Dansby Swanson to play short, and that then bolsters second base defensively by putting Nico Horner back there. And then bringing in a guy like Tucker Barnhart, who they, they know well from, from watching him in, uh, for years in Cincinnati and pairing him with Jan Gomes. Like, there's clearly a vision to prioritize uh, suppressing run scoring by the opponents. And they did that by, first off, adding a lot of, you know, really good defenders, but then also, you know, 
bringing in pitchers like Jameson Tyon, um, Drew Smiley, like bringing him back. So like there, there is a vision for where they want to go and how they're going to do that. Um, and so I think in that sense, you know, it, it, it communicates to, to the fans of, of what they're trying to accomplish. But at the same time, you know, if, if, if Cubs fans see Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, um, Jacob DeGrom out there, you know, the big names um, and, and that the Cubs aren't getting those kind of guys, you know, it's also showing too, like, okay, we're not also going to be spending all that money right now. We're talking to Megan Montemurro here on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez, Marshall Harris filling in for Bernstein and Holmes. You know, when you're talking about some of the key additions, you also got to talk about uh, those that are on the team currently. Somebody I'm looking at specifically is Kyle Hendricks. Can you just fill us in, Megan, on on what what's a timetable look like for him as 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 when he'll be an arm that can contribute to the Chicago Cubs team? Yeah, so talking to him Friday night, um, you know, he's continuing to rehab his right shoulder, um, which kept him out uh, since early to mid-June with that injury. Um, And he's still building up his throwing progression. He's still throwing off just flat ground right now. Um, He's estimating that he'll be working off a mound eventually around March 1st. And, you know, I think based on that timeline and, and, you know, he agreed with the assessment that, like, opening day, being ready for that for him is probably going to be a stretch um, because, you know, that, that's basically only about four weeks from when he's off a mound for the first time in months. Um, so, I, you know, I, I don't think that's in play, but he's optimistic. His, he said his shoulder feels great. Um, one thing I talked to him and, and pitching coach Tommy Hadovy about um, is that he's made a, mechan- a mechanical adjustment in which he's shortening his arm path a little bit to hopefully reduce stress on his right shoulder. He was getting a little bit too long when he was coming through in his delivery. And so the hope is, and based on how he's feels so far doing that on flat ground, um, he feels as good as he has as far as he can remember. And, you know, the expectation is that will take – the stress off of his shoulder and redistribute, you know, all of that energy elsewhere through the body in the lower half. Um, you know, so he's encouraged. I think um, April, early May maybe is, is a more realistic time frame. You don't want him to have a setback with something like this because a setback um, typically means surgery then to fix the issue. Um, but, you know, the Cubs have the starting pitching depth, you know, both at the big league level and at, the high minor league levels that, you know, they can weather not having Hendricks for the start of the season. If it means, you know, they have him for the majority of it, especially at the end when, you know, in their mind, they're ideally competing for the postseason. Megan, and that actually leads me to my next question, because that's why I asked when he'd be back, because I'm I'm looking at a guy like Kyle Hendricks, specifically on this roster uh, for the Chicago Cubs. And I'm wondering, is, is this a move where they have him get on the team to then, trade him away right where they're highlighting him to do that or do you feel like this will be a situation where Kyle Hendricks then comes back solidifies himself as a guy in that rotation and then the Cubs end up picking up his option in 2024 yeah I mean I I think it's hard to think about trading him at the moment because it's been so many months since he's pitched off a mound let alone looked good pitching in a game because you know you dealt with the shoulder injury twice um, it cost him time and then ultimately the rest of the season. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't I don't know if a month and a half of starts, if that's what it ends up being, or maybe two months before the trade deadline, 
um, makes that a viable path. And, and ultimately, you know, he probably has more value to the Cubs than anyone else. I mean, they know what he can do when he looks right. And even though, you know, at, at this point in his career and his age, you know, he's unlikely to be the 2016 version, you know, having a veteran like him on the staff is, is never a bad thing. Um, and so I think it's too early to think about whether they could trade him and, and what that means beyond the season. I mean, he said last year um, in, in August before he went to Arizona to, to, full, to go full go on his rehab, you know, that he knows he needs to, to put up numbers this year that you know there are no guarantees for him in Chicago beyond this season he knows his contract situation he knows that just like any other player he has to perform and um, be a valuable member of the team so you know I think all parties involved are are fully focused on making sure he's 100% healthy um, through the rehab process and then you know see, see what he's able to do with hopefully a fully healthy shoulder and with a you know, a little bit of a revamped um, arm pass and see what that does for him. You know, Megan, you know, we're talking about the future and everything being rainbows and balloons as uh, Gabe is wont to do. But I, I want to talk about the past just for a quick second because one thing that came uh, with that Ryan Sandberg, you know, announcement about the statue is, you know, talking to him. He said some very interesting things as well did as Tom Ricketts about Sammy Sosa. And I just want to get your thoughts and perspective on Sammy Sosa and the Cubs. And is this... Is this a split that is for the rest of the li- the lives of all these fans, or will he ever be back at, at Wrigley in some capacity? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear at this point that ownership wants Sammy to, to, to take some level of ownership of how things went down at the end. Um, and, you know, you know, Tom Ricketts alluded to, to, the, to that, talking about how there's two sides, he sees two two sides to the situation and, and why fans will want him back. Um, and so I, and I don't know if Sammy's willing to do that. And, you know, my, my colleague, Paul Sullivan, um, you know, he wrote a column for the Tribune today talking about how, you know, if you're, if you're Sammy and you look around and you see a guy like Barry Bonds being welcomed back um, to the giants and, and being honored by the team. And, you know, you see, a guy like Alex Rodriguez who got suspended, you know, being welcomed back by the sport and being on TV and being an analyst. And even Manny Rodriguez who twice got suspended, you know, previously being hired by the same ownership to uh, work in the organization. You know, I I can see from, from that side why, you know, if I were Sammy, I'd probably be hurt by how things have been played out that, that maybe he doesn't get the same, I don't know if benefit of the doubt is the right word, but the, but the same opportunity to come back to a team where, well, you know, like in, in 1998, I was, you know, like about 11 years old. And Dang, don't do that to me. <laughs> me either, Megan, by the way, me either. Um, but, but watching, you know, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, the home run, tr- the uh, home run chase was really instrumental in, in me. And I know a lot of people my age, in falling in love with baseball and the sport and, and what it, it can, what it could be. Um, and so I think it's just a really tough divide for both sides to bridge. And, you know, after hearing the topic come up multiple times um, at Cubs convention and how many fans clearly want Sammy welcomed back, I, I, I don't know. I don't have a good percentage on, on the, on the likelihood of that. I mean, I think next year is going to be really interesting um, it sounds like that'll be when he will be eligible um, for the Cubs Hall of Fame. Um, 
And so I think it'll be a pretty good sign then if, you know, if he's, if he's not, um, chosen First ballot, for yeah. yeah, if he's not chosen for induction, then, then I think the freeze could go on for a while. And, and you know what? Tom Ricketts is one about right about one thing. There are two sides here. Let me tell you about the two sides I deal with every day. There's the young adult Marshall Harris, who was like, yes, on this home run trace. And I, I, you know, and I was like, I'm a purist though. So we should keep these guys out. And then there's the older adult realist Marshall Harris who's like, you know what? Money gone money. Cheater's going to cheat. It doesn't really matter. I'm, I'm tired of people standing on like these podiums saying, looking down in their, their ivory tower saying everything is pure. No, no. Let these guys all in. It, it, it is what it is, Megan. That's, that's my right. feeling on that. It is what it is. It happened. Let's, we can't ignore that a young Meg Montemore, like literally her fanhood comes from that, these types of moments and the impact that you can't write the story of baseball without writing about Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. I had one more question before we get out of here. It's a simple one. How much are you looking forward to being in Arizona a month from now? I mean, you can never complain about going to a warm weather place in February and March where when it, when it's like dreary, potentially, you know, snowing, but at the very least probably rainy weather. Um, so that'll be nice. And, and I'm looking forward to it because I think it's going to be interesting to see what the vibe is like around camp with so many new faces, you know, quite a few, you know, notable names, you know, that they've brought in between Swanson, Bellinger, um, Tyone. And, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see how all that meshes together um, and, and just kind of how, how the approach happens in camp. I mean, I think you can always somewhat get a sense of, of how things can play out over the course of the season. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see just what, how, how David Ross and his staff runs things um, and just the overall atmosphere down there. Yeah, I mean, when you're going to be in the – when the sun's hitting you in the face, you're doing all right while you're yeah, doing your yeah. job. and you can feel it. And all your friends are back in Chicago just freezing their ass off. It's yeah. okay. Right, right. Yeah. As you're texting everyone your sunburn, yeah. they yeah. all appreciate just that. Don't, just don't tweet out pictures so we can see the sun. <laughs> or actually, you know what? Tweet yeah. out pictures what so we can yeah. see the sun. That's exactly all the, what I want. All the pictures. All hey, the pictures. Hey, <laughs> Megan, thanks for hanging out with us today. I appreciate you for giving us your time. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Megan Monomuro. From the Chicago Tribune, hanging out with us here on. Yeah, when she said eleven, I was like, "Yo, don't do that! Don't do that! Don't <laughs> don't, like, don't play in my face!" And in 1998, yeah. I was, and I was like, "Damn, partying, <laughs> kicking in the clubs! I don't know." We're at 720. I mean, what are you? Yeah, I'm not do? gonna lie. I was in the streets when in 1998. <sighs> okay, that's how people know how old I am when they when they ask me what was I doing when the Bulls were winning the championship. And I was like, "Oh, I'm Fullerton Avenue." Watching people break windows. <laughs> like, wow. Okay. Tell more about yourself, Gabe. Me, that wasn't me. I was watching. I was oh, watching. okay. All right. Uh, it's Gabe Ramirez, Marshall Harris filling in for Bernstein and Holmes. Thank you for opening up the lines, Tyler Buterball, because I am going to ask a very interesting question. Uh, during that segment, I was actually went to several sites to see what the projections were for the Cubs or win totals for the season and the White Sox win totals for the season. Now, I'm going to give you the answers on the other side of what not just one, not two, but three different places have said – uh, in regards to the win total. But Marshall and I were asking, who do we think is going to win more games next year? Because Cubs got it. Cubs can be sneaky good. Watch this, watch this. Tyler Buterball, our producer who's a Cubs fan. Look, at, he just told me to wrap up, but now he loves answering this question because it's about the Cubs. Are the Cubs or the Sox winning more games next year? Ooh. Really? Wow. I'm not lie, this is kind of tough. I'm surprised. No, don't, we'll get your answer after the yeah, break as well. I'll come up with it. All right, 3 one 2 644 67 67. What does your fandom say? Which teams that are located here in the beautiful city of Chicago, which team will win more games? And 
I'll give you what the what the experts are saying the win totals shall be. We'll discuss that on the other side. 312-644-6767. Who gets more victories, Cubs or Sox? We'll discuss on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez, Marshall Harris. Here on 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Happy Martin Luther King Day. It is Gabe Ramirez, Marshall Harris here on 670 The Score filling in. Uh, don't forget some programming notes. This evening, big game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys. You can hear it right here on 670 The Score. Pre-game starts at 630. Also, if you're a sick Bears fan and you like watching press conferences where, while they, where they introduce the new president. You can listen here as well, 12 o'clock tomorrow. High noon, right? High noon. I mean, do you understand what kind of fan you got to be to, to like want to hear what the president of the team has to say? Big I'll be fan. listening. Well, you you actually, that's your job. Oh, oh, you're saying I should listen. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's no, no, a requirement? You have to listen. Okay, that's you have, fair. have no choice. That's fair. At, that's at fair. No, Kevin Warren. Kevin Warren and the Black Bears, right? That's what we're doing? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what we're doing, right? <laughs> I mean, what, what do we got? We got... Warren, you got Poles. Ian Cunningham for a limited time, assistant general manager. Is he gone? I said for a limited time. I, oh, I don't know. Okay. Don't He's not going to be here forever. True. I like the fact that he got an, an interview from the very beginning after his first year. Yeah. So a lot. Now, do you think, hold on. That's you, from his time at Philly. But do you think do you think that was like a, a Rooney Rule situation or do you think eh. that people, okay. Just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. I, I'm not going to ask. We can talk about this. I'm not, I right there. Anyway, 12 o'clock tomorrow, press conference will be uh, carried right here on 670 The Score. Make sure you guys check that out. All right. Um, I posed the question, who will have more wins next year? 
or this upcoming season, I should say, the Cubs or the Sox. Because, I mean, geez, if you talk to anybody, you wouldn't even think that the, that the White Sox had a team in this city. You would think the only team that exists is the Cubs and that the Sox were going to be last and the Cubs were going to make it to the World Series. And it was just, that's what you would think if you talk to any Cubs. Or maybe they just had. watched the White Sox last year. Maybe. But I'm just going off of what, what these, uh, these Vegas insiders who know a lot uh, are putting out there in terms of win projections and totals. And I'll tell you what the what the answers are, what they say that the Cubs and the Sox are going to be Can I guess first? It. Absolutely. I got the Sox winning more games than the Cubs next year. Okay. As do as does any logical baseball fan that's out there. Tyler, feel free to jump on the conversation. Oh, he, he he's, 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 he's out laughing. now? He's out he's now? He's laughing at me. <laughs> no, no, no. I would, I would probably agree that the White Sox would have more wins. Did it I hurt you to say that? It does. Because, I mean, okay. I got to give the Cubs credit for actually spending some money. This off season. Why, why are the Cubs? Why are my Cubs fans backtracking and giving Cubs participation trophies right now? Because all I heard for the last month because they weren't participating in free agency a year ago. That's why <laughs> it's nice to give a ribbon once in a while. Because all, all I all I all I hear is, "Oh my God, Dansby six gold Glovers!" Like you would think that Megan's telling us that they're in their championship window right now. That's just you know. Their winning window is what she said, to be very clear. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, th- I think the Cubs will be better this year than last season, but I, I got to look around and see who else is in the, you know, their division, the National League, and understand. Man, and don't forget you get to play everybody yeah, this saying, year. It's a, it's a balanced schedule now. It's a, I'm more interested in that component okay. than probably anything else because I want to see how that affects everything. That's a variable that we can't necessarily weigh yeah, that's because X. we don't know. Yeah. Winning is fun. Fun is winning. <laughs> that's where we're at. <laughs> That's where we are. All right, so here's what we got. Here's what we got. If you were to look at uh, JustBaseball.com, their uh, very noted uh, uh, website that looks at totals, they got the Sox. Oh, no, you didn't guess. I oh, said Sox. Oh, but I didn't know if you were going to guess totals. Actually. Oh, totals. I'm going to say uh, 83. That's pretty damn good. Just Baseball has them at 84 and a half. Okay, I'm off by one and a half. Not off. I said you were on still. You were that close that you were going to. Cubs? I'm going to say 78. Dude. 78 exactly. Oh, okay. Do you, yeah, g- do you gamble? Baseball is my f- baseball is my favorite sport I, I, alongside the NBA. Do you gamble? <laughs> no, I don't some gamble. Good, I don't some g- good guesses. I fantasy football is a form of gambling, so yes, I gamble. Okay. We won. $1,500 check. You Did know, you win? It's already been paid. Money? It's like I already had to spend it all. On what? Stuff, man. Adulting is hard. Adulting is you hard. You got a full-time job. The 1500 should shouldn't move, move the needle at all. Yeah. I live in the South Loop. It's my first year here. It's like I got yeah. That lifestyle has to be paid for. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, bettingpros.com has the Sox at 81 and the Cubs at 74. Okay, I could. This is all within the range of what I was thinking. Yeah. Why? Why do you think that the Sox would and should have a better record than the Cubs? Um, they probably have. Like this is all technical, but you know, regressing to the means of all the players who had down seasons um the pitching is the pitching it's it's good so if you take all that into effect it that that sounds about right yeah because i look at you know i mentioned i'm really intrigued by kyle hendricks i know a lot of people don't really care about him in the cubs world they're like he's there he's going to contribute he's the whatever. last remaining yeah player from the world series <laughs> yeah, championship yeah. I, I look show at him, some respect I look at him like a like a lance lynn type last year where when he gets out there he's not going to be very good from the beginning but he's not going to be bad but give him two months, like Lance Lynn, and then he's going to be performing at a high level. And that's why I brought up the trading of, of Kyle Hendricks, because then I thought to myself, 
people need starting rotation pitching, especially like middle of your rotation. And Kyle Hendricks can be that guy for a lot of teams. You need guys who eat innings. You know who I was I was keeping my eye on this offseason? It's like, where's Johnny Cueto going to end up? Because somebody's going to just get a guy who's just going to show up and do his job. I love me some Johnny Cueto. How can you not? He shows up and does his job. Like he's a, you know, he's been a, he's a multiple time All Star. Yeah. Like you know what you're getting with Johnny Cueto. Pitcher. He's a professional. Yeah. And a lot of teams don't have enough professional pitchers, and then all of a sudden it's well, that's darn why you're holding together your yeah. your rotation. Or your or, or, or your starting your first inning is with your relief pitcher. You like know? you need to be nine to ten deep in starting pitchers at the start of every season. Guys, yeah. you can say okay when inevitably three of our starters go down. We yeah. got guys who can pitch. What do you think about Reynaldo Lopez and his position with the Chicago White Sox? Do you continue to see it as some sort of, you know, uh, like middle relief kind of a guy, a guy that can give you a, get you a spot start? Or do you see him as someone who should be uh, placed back into the starting rotation? I see him as a swing man until he, you Proves need him otherwise. as a starter and then you have to start him. I, I, I had a couple conversations with people where I said to myself, if Liam Hendricks were to get traded from the Sox, you could look at Reynaldo Lopez as an option for the closer role. Is he the first guy you would look at? Right now. Oh. This very moment. Okay. This very moment. I'm saying like me. But when, I, when I try to think about the future of the White Sox and what that – if I'm looking for a closer for the next three years, then I say Reynaldo Lopez, you know, you, 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 I wouldn't hate giving him the opportunity to do so. <laughs> but you're going to have some, some guys that are back, you know, that you feel like maybe be can be you know put into that position. He's still on the team, obviously. So I mean, you know that that's there. But I guess Reynaldo Lopez. I'm a really big fan of his, and and I want to see. I, I Is this you the baseball grow. fan or are you the Sox fan? Right? No, no, okay, no, no, no. I, I need to understand I, to distinguish before I, I never interact talk, with you about this I'll, stuff. I'll never talk from a baseball, football, or basketball from a realistic standpoint. No, no, no. It's never really. No, no, no. The only, only that makes my job as your co-host brain. very difficult. <laughs> no, easy because you're, you're, you're the you're the truth sayer, and I'm the I'm definitely I'm the, the oblivious guy that you know harsh truths yeah. over here. Yeah, and and we need those, and that's why I bring up guys like <laughs> Ronaldo Lopez and the pitching staff because I I, I I I I as a Sox fan when I see that the projections are there, I just I'm so used to being disappointed by things like this. They scare me. Like when I see 84, and I'm like, oh no. Sox have trouble living up to expectations. Am I in for a 74-win season? But you can, you can always be in for a 74. If guys don't perform, you know, it's, it's for me it's two things. The guys that you have offensively and pitching-wise, are they performing at the rate that they need to? Right. And then defensively, are you just making the plays that need to be played? Not making extraordinary plays, just the do you commit errors in the field which give teams four and five outs in an inning? Yeah. And then the other thing is the clutch. That's like that X factor, the clutch, like late innings, late and close. Yeah. What are you doing? What are Six, you doing? Seven. And that's what the White Sox did extremely well two seasons ago. Yes. They scored a ton of runs late in games. And maybe that led to a bunch of it's just again, it's the expectations. Somebody texted in from the seven seven three. I mean, Cubs offseason was better than the White Sox offseason. Maybe that's why I feel this it way. It was definitely a more active offseason. Most better. Let's just, let's, like, hey, hey, like I told you, learn something from everybody said. The Cubs clearly had a better offseason than the Chicago White Sox did. But maybe that's why I feel that way. Maybe that's why I feel like the, the people think that the Cubs are going to be doing significantly better than the White Sox. That makes sense to me. All right. Uh, I'm enough. I'm enough of this because then I'll start crying, getting into White Sox talking. I don't want to do that. You don't need to cry. Just let, let your feelings out, man. I cried a lot last year for okay. the Chicago White Sox team, I'm which sorry. is fair. A lot of White Sox fans cried yeah. a lot last year. Yeah, it was bad. 
I didn't. I was more of the the angry White Sox fan. <laughs> like, come on, man. See, I couldn't get there because of my fandom. I, like, I, I didn't get there till late in the season. So you like it was too late in the so season. So you don't hold your team accountable. Again, we get back to that. I do You'd rather be beholden your emotions are beholden to however they play as opposed to demanding more. Yeah. It took me a while to hold them accountable. I'll be honest. I'll be honest with myself. Oh, okay. It took me a while. I thought I kept thinking like, oh, he's Romer and he's gonna go ahead and do his thing. And oh, Eli's about to hit a ton of homers. Oh my god, Giolito. How'd he's that work out for it you? Out. It didn't. That's why I was crying. Okay. But you know, we'll get into a lot more baseball talk, I'm sure, when Speaks comes on for transition <laughs> at one fifty right after one fifty here on six seventy the score. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Hey. Hey. That's a vibe. If you didn't say Junior Mafia in your car at the very beginning of that, <laughs> Junior Mafia. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez, Marshall Harris. From that just CBS. means they're junior to us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right here on 670 The Score, filling in for Bernstein and Holmes. You can catch Marshall Harris today, 4, 5, 6, and 10 on CBS2. Make sure you guys check him out. He's had some phenomenal takes today. Just crapping on me the whole time. No, really. no, no. I agree with a lot of things you said. And by a lot, he means just one. Yeah, that, cool. that I'm right. That's that's good. That's all we need, right? I guess. You got to find our commonality and yeah, focus yeah, yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, the yin and yang, we got it going right now. You know, I'm, I'm the delusional Chicago fan and you're the, the realist. I don't supporter. think you're delusional. You are the, the product of your environment and your experiences. Well, I don't know. Let's talk about Nikola Vucevic real quick. Let's talk about Vuce. Yeah, tell me what experience he's provided for you. And I'm telling you, where, or you you're going to say I'm delusional and you're going to try to be the realist. You go ahead. Well, okay. Here's here's what What's I, your premise? It's simply that Vooch is better than people give him credit for. That's that's the hill I want to stand on first and foremost. People crap on him because you know you're shooting thirty five percent from the three point line, and that's all people can look at when they see Vooch. They see a a big man that that shoots a lot of threes but doesn't shoot it particularly well. But then you get a game like yesterday. Granted, Golden State Warriors undersized, but Vooch is handling business. No one's nicer than Vooch around the rim on the Bulls. No one. Except if you're talking about Zach Levine when he plays above it. Now let's examine the statement. No one's nicer around the rim than Vooch on okay. the Bulls. Here's the part. On the Bulls. On the Bulls? Well, we're, well like, we've got to start on a micro level first. Oh, okay. Come out. okay, let's go past that then because the Bulls aren't very good. So That's not fair. The, bu- the Bulls aren't very good? The Bulls fair? are in the playoffs right now. If the playoffs are to start today, Bulls will be in the playoffs. The playoffs or the play-in? If the season ended today, the Bulls would have to play a game on the road just for the right to play another game on the road. And if they win both those games, then they get right. into the playoffs. Fair. That's an uphill battle. But they'll win that game. 
Oh, yeah, the delusional sports fan in you is just really who's in the nine spot. Okay, who's a bigger who, who? Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go through this one through ten right here. We're talking about okay. Vooch. Who who's a better big man on the Boston Celtics than Vooch? Don't say Robert, Robert Williams. Yeah, absolutely, say, Robert that's ridiculous. Williams. You know why? He's one dimensional. Because big men, because big men in today's NBA need to be able to do one thing above shoot all the three. Else. No, ah, no, yes, that's not shoot. true. Yeah. That's I can tell by not the true. octave in your voice that you were agreeing I said, with. Right no, <laughs> here, here's why it's not true. How many threes did the big man for the reigning world champs make last year? Giannis? You no, about? no, the, the reigning world champs. Oh, I'll, oh, I'll let you okay. recalculate. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, here, here's what I'm saying. Let's go back to my argument. <laughs> I just poke holes through your let's argument. Go, let's go. My Robert Williams is not. You would not prefer Robert Williams over Vooch. That's ridiculous. That's Let me ask you a question. Thing. Do you think no the, team in the NBA, unless they have a scoring big man like like the Nuggets with Jokic, would would prefer a Robert Williams over Vooch? That's a ridiculous statement. So you want Robert Williams to play alongside Jokic? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that if you ask the Nuggets, they wouldn't want Vooch because they already have a big man that's scoring. They prefer a defensive uh, help guy, but let's they, ask they Bulls don't think fans, he's better. Let's ask Bulls fans who they'd rather have. Uh, go down those standings to the team that starts with a P. Can you do that for me? Philadelphia? Yeah. What? What about him? Who'd you rather have, Vooch or their starting center? Okay, okay. I didn't say he's better than every single big that's out there in the playoffs. He's not better than Robert. I'd rather have Robert Williams on my with this team with Demar Derozan and Zach Levine. I'd rather have Robert Williams. No, because you still you still be in the same predicament. What predicament is that? Trying to share the ball between two guys that want to be the man. I'm saying, and I'm I'm telling you that issue would still remain, and that would put the Bulls in that same predicament that they're in. I don't agree with that statement. No, but keep going. Give me your other teams. Let's do it. Brooklyn Nets. Nicholas Claxton? Yeah, again. You're he, taking him over Vooch? Come on. If you're starting a franchise, that's how, that's how most conversations start. Put Vooch. If you were starting Vooch. a franchise, you would never say, Hold on. I want Nick Claxton over Nic- Nicola Vooch. Context Vucevic. matters. Put Vooch on the team that's in Brooklyn right now. How's that team faring? Are they, they be, doing they, the same they, thing? They'd be the Bulls. Two no. guys that, that want the ball if and the third the guy Bulls, that's there. Uh, so, so we're talking about who's better. Not you're asking who's a better defender. That's what you're asking. Yeah, because that's what a big man needs to be able to do is play defense. Fine, but he leads the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> How many blocks again? Almost one. <laughs> he doesn't Almost even average a game. block a game. Stop it. Vooch is a fine player, and if he plays alongside uh, a bunch of so, so, so what are you saying? He's 43. Is is is, is offered not? No, I'm not saying it's all for not. Because that's what it sounds like. You're saying you're discrediting Vooch that's not and what, what he saying. provides to this Can team. Can you win a title with Vooch as your big man on this Chicago Bulls team? You can't win this title with Zach <laughs> or Demar, the whole roster that's out there right now. Let's not put it on Vooch. I'm saying if Robert Williams was on this team, they'd be better off. So you're than saying Vooch is the cancer? No, I'm not saying that at all. Vooch has, yeah, Vooch Vooch has the reason why set. the Vooch is the reason why the Bulls aren't winning. No, but if you ask me what what would I do right now to make this Bulls team better, trade Demar Derozan. That that's a possibility. That, that's the that's the that, that's what you need. But to that do. wouldn't solve the problem on defense. Well, it depends on who you get back in return. Okay, who would you get back in return that well, would solve the problem on defense? Now you'd have to go another step further and talk about who you're your talking trade about. Three is. and four steps. I'm just saying, if you took Vooch out and put a top line defensive center on the Bulls, they would be better immediately. Okay, and I would tell you, if you take out Demar Derozan and you put in a top line three. The Bulls would be in that same predicament. Who would be the top line three? DeMar DeRozan was an all-star as a three last year. Defensively. You're talking about defense with Vooch, and I'm talking about defense with DeMar. He's not a top Rim defender. protection is much better than independent guard-on-guard. Guard or in But you want a good defender. You, a good defender. There's there's a lot of good defenders that can be had. So you think if, you, if, we get, if we get rid of Vooch, and then you put in, let's say, Robert Williams from the Boston Celtics, what, the Bulls all of a sudden become the four seed? No, I'm not saying the four seed, but I think they have a better chance to win night in, night out. They'd still be in the play in. 
<laughs> that's for sure. They might. Sure. They, they might, might be. be. They might be. Out listen, the listen, listen. Without a defender, without there. a healthy Lonzo Ball, it, it's off or not, as yeah. you said. To quote you, off or okay. not. Okay. I'm just saying, other centers. I'm looking up and down the page, and I'm like, I, I'd rather have. I'd rather have Brooke Lopez. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Marshall Harris. Four, five, six, and ten tonight at CBS <laughs> for those that take right there. Come on, Brooke Lopez. He he's a he's a rim defender. I, I like I like guys who can stop people at the rim, or at least dissuade them. From- Did you not hear me tell you that Vooch leads the team in blocks? <laughs> <laughs> Did you not hear me? What's say his that? league rank again in blocks? Thirty first. That's fair. Better than any other bull that's out there. All right, so Clint Capella. You'd rather have him. No, I, Clint Capella can't make free okay. throws. So I got another issue okay. with Clint Capella. Okay. Um, if you're looking at, okay, we could say Bam out of Bayou. You'd much rather have him. Absolutely. I'm, I'm in agreement Absolutely. there. Absolutely. I'm in agreement there. The Knicks. So right now for the Knicks, it, it's, it's uh, Mitchell Robinson still. Yeah, you don't want him over, over Vooch. I mean, Stop depending it. on what we're doing. Like, here's the thing. Can you pick and roll? Can you do that, number one? Vooch can do that. Do they give him the ball when he picks and rolls? He can't help it that Zach wants to shoot and DeMar wants to pull up from the free throw line extended. I, but, okay, so maybe we need to examine some of these things. Vooch, very good inside the restricted area. How often does he get post touches? Does he get more post touches or perimeter touches? Well, that depends on the offense, right? And I think they're, they're trying to give him the ball more in the post. Because DeMar's out. Now, no, even when he was in, they were, they were trying to give him the ball more to start the offense there. You ever watch the broadcast? And you hear Stacey King say, it's a simple game. Are you familiar with that? Oh, I've taken many a shots when I played that game. <laughs> so it's a simple game when you get the big man, the yeah. ball, where he needs to get the ball to score the basketball. Yeah, but but, but uh, the Bulls aren't necessarily saying every time down the floor because you have better options offensively in DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. So to score points, I'm saying. Let me ask you this. Yeah, yeah. Because you're obviously you're on the Vooch train. I'm not getting you off the Vooch train. Yeah, you're not. You believe they should re-sign him to a big deal not at the end of the season deal, when a, he's a, a free agent. He just bought a house in Chicago. Okay. I feel bad for the guy. Oh, okay, okay. So my question is: Yeah, I'm ready. When you trade Demar Derozan, because that's clearly what you want to do. Yeah, one year left on the contract. Trade him out. What do you want to do to make the team better besides trade Demar Derozan? Right. Well, first I'd want a a, a troop. If, if we're operating also under the the guys that that Lonzo Ball won't be there. I'm operating under Lonzo That's Ball is not going to be That's there. And even if he is there, so, he's not going to be so, so what the, he was before. So then, therefore, my, my, my answer to that is I would love a true point guard, someone that is looking to pass first but can create his own shot. I would love somebody like that. And I think you need a, a, an assassin from the three-point line. So if I can trade DeMar and get me a point guard that don't need to shoot because I got that in Vooch and, and, and Zach, and then I got, uh, you know, sixth man or somebody that can be a lights out three point shooter. I, I would love that. Cause I think that's what the bulls are sorely missing. And I think that's a fair enough ask in return. I just want to make sure you understand. That's what a lot of teams are sorely. Have you watched the Lakers? <laughs> Have you watched the NBA? Yes. Yes. A lot of teams are lacking a sharp shooting assassin, as you call yeah, it. I'm hoping for that uh, from Kobe. Black. All right. We're out of here or not necessarily. Y'all one more break. We get an opportunity to have uh, Matt Spiegel lead the circus here. And of course, uh, hang out with us on the very other side. Um, so yeah, Matt Spiegel gets to hang out with us next and we'll ask him what he thinks about Vooch because I know where he stands <sighs> on this conversation. All right. Uh, we'll be back after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez, Marshall Harris from CBS two filling in for Bernstein and Holmes right here on 670 the score. And that ends the third quarter. Thanks God. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.